Hey, and welcome to Shit Talk. Another episode here in Season 3. I'm joined with Nate, as always, and our special guest today is Paul from, uh, well, he's Ottawa adjacent. Let's just put it there. So he's 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 near the the nation's capital, and uh, so we've got some boots on the ground over there. And uh, today, I believe one of the topics that we're going to talk about is UFOs, all these UFOs that are being shot down left and right, or so-called UFOs. There's a big debate whether they're a bait and switch to try and keep people, you know, pointed away from the Nord Stream pipeline revelations that came out last week uh, or, you know, keeping their mind off of literally anything else. It's a great distraction. First, it was a balloon. And now the the government is trying to like all these questions that are coming out about they shot down the four of them now. Right. And a couple in Canada, one in the Yukon and one over Lake Huron. And uh, the there was a, there was a bit of a mess up between the messaging because the first lady that came out to talk about it i forget her name but she was a uh, minister of transportation i believe and she was doing her damnedest to tell everybody that they had not identified the shape there was a there was a specific question was this a balloon she's like i can't say it at this time and then she's like i'll pass some questions over to the minister of defense minister of defense comes in there and he says uh yeah so the balloon was shot down over here so he he, he fucked up because then he called it a balloon so now we know at least two of these things are balloons and maybe not UFOs. And then one has to ask the question, if the UFOs were real, you know, extraterrestrial fucking aliens flying around, why you'd shoot first and ask questions later. It seems like the start of a really bad movie that you'd go and you'd kill the aliens before you kind of got, you know, a feeling for like what they're up to. I feel like it's going to invite some retaliation from the ETs if in fact they're not just a bunch more balloons. Nate, what do you think about these? Paul, Paul, what's going on in Ottawa, man? I, I can't. I just can't with that. No, I think it's I, fuck Trudeau balloons. I really do think that that's what's going on is we've upgraded from flags to balloons. I do know that there is an Etsy um, account out there. You can buy your fuck Trudeau balloons. And I think that's what it is. It's the fuck FJB and uh, fuck Trudeau balloons that are uh, being targeted. People are just trying to send a message to their neighbors. That's all. <laughs> That's right. I don't really want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about flat earth and I don't want to talk about fucking UFOs. Oh, you were being sarcastic when you did said you didn't want you were going to bring up UFOs. I oh, understand. Man, no. Yeah, no. No. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, let's explore this. I'm pretty sure they're not real UFOs. Uh, I, I a distraction I would, as much from as I'd like them to be. A distraction from what happened in Ohio with the vinyl chloride Oh, leak. yeah. And that's fucked up. Apparently, yeah. Paul, you know anything about that? Have you been following no, this mushroom I, cloud? Or? I, I heard a little bit about it, and that was all. Uh, I, I don't really, I, I haven't heard a whole lot. Hmm. And, and and that's kind of the point, right? Like, it's a huge <laughs> fucking deal, and I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah. You know, it, well, it's, it, and, and yeah, same with Nord Stream, too. You know, another in, environmental disaster that you hear nothing about. Right, because it doesn't fit the agenda. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Um, Pete Buttigieg there, and I think that's how you say his name. I don't Buttigieg. know. Yeah, Buttigieg. He's in uh, transportation secretary there, and he comes out and he starts talking about like construction workers and how there's too many white construction workers. He's not even talking about what's going on with this actual, you know, 
disaster and possible crisis for a big fucking area. I'm sorry, but you, the minute you put something up in the air and it's a black smoke, it's coming back down. It's, you know, people you saw that, this, the guy was a hundred miles away uh, and it was raining and he just washed his vehicle. He gets out of his vehicle after he gets home or whatever, drove through the rain and the rain was like acidic and it, it literally ate away the plastic on his bumper and his like the back of his his, uh, his mirrors and everything like it's it's eroding it away and you're like he's like i thought i was safe you know 100 miles away or whatever but you're like no it's not really how the atmosphere works right that's just, it mixes and it comes down in rain or it gets into the water and there was so many videos of uh three or four different uh like waterways that just dead fish, dead frogs, people with dead chickens in their backyard that are miles away, dogs, like it's it's dark some of the fucking videos that are coming out of there. Yeah. And it's just climate change though, right? Like is that is that the cover up here? It's just it can't be that Epstein log come out cuz apparently that's happened as well. Well, this this is the thing is that there's been like three other accidents recently and another one just today of uh toxic waste like going up in the atmosphere there was a truck that crashed a transport truck in tucson arizona today and there's video of these people driving along the highway and there's this this orange smoke it's like the color of iodine you know like that that brownie orange color and it's just wafting through the air and going into this oncoming traffic and the you know the people passing it on the right hand side are luckily upwind of this thing and uh it's it looks just toxic as hell and you're like i wonder what's going on it's kind of like how all the chicken farms we're catching fire at the same time. You know, there seems to be a lot of that uh, coincidence going around these days. It's contagious. Have, have, has there been an increase in the um, in the coincidence cases there where you're at, Paul? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you don't have to have accidents and shit around here. The government just comes in and just shuts you down. They, you know, we have a... Uh, uh, it's funny the chicken farms that you were talking about there's a a farm up the road where i live bought eggs there uh since we moved here 1980 uh been buying eggs from this guy he has a uh little little uh uh little refrigerated sort of little storefront uh, 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 attached to his uh his barn and uh, he would sell eggs out of there. And, you know, it was all an honor system. Uh, you'd go in, you'd leave your money in the cash box, take the eggs. And uh, about a year or so ago, the government just came in and shut them down. <laughs> Regulations, eh? They just pile on this. Re oh, it can't be attached to the barn. Oh, you have to have an employee here. You have to have this kind of fridge. You know, all this bullshit, right? So it's just not worth it for them. So they just shut them down instead of burning them down. It's amazing how much uh, regulatory effort and, uh, and, like, and like policing effort goes in to something like that when with like the bail system that they've been talking about recently, you know, there's, there's rapists and murderers that are doing their time in their homes. You know, like, <laughs> you guys, this is your priority is chicken farmers or like, you know, this weird milk thing, the dairy industry where there's, yeah. you know, the video came out, the guys dumping, you know, 7,000 liters of milk or whatever. Uh, they could just be going to other people and stuff. And he's like, no, I got to pour it down the drain because I'm not allowed to sell it. You're like, what kind of market is that? Where they're like, you're only allowed to sell so much milk from your farm. How dare you produce too much when people are hungry? Uh, I Not only that, I don't even know if you guys would have heard the story, but uh, it, it wasn't too far from uh, where I live just a couple of years ago where uh, 
I think it was the RCMP raided uh, raided a guy's dairy farm. He, he was selling raw milk, and it's illegal to sell to, to sell the raw milk. And uh, I, I guess he sort of found a way uh, around the system. Instead, what he was doing he was he was selling the dairy cows, and he was and, and then he would charge people he would sell them the cow or whatever and the milk was theirs because they owned the cow and he would charge them a fee for milking and then give them their milk kind of thing and uh he, i mean this guy was raided by a, like a swat team in the middle of the night and it's <laughs> smarter than drop shipping like what a smart resourceful businessman if these people want to buy the cow and get the milk for free good right, on them because they wanted raw milk yeah you know? Yeah. You know, I, 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 th I thought about this the other day, just coincidentally, but, you know, in ancient Rome, what they used to do with their milk is they'd keep a silver coin in the milk and to keep it from going bad because silver is a bioside. But I thought it'd be interesting if you had, you know, like a big enough milk jug that you could fit like a silver ounce or half ounce into that. You could sell an ounce of silver in some preservation liquid, you know, quote unquote, <laughs> Even though everybody knew it would be raw milk, you'd be just be selling the silver and the milk is like a protective thing for your silver. And you could like write something on it like not for human consumption, you know, silver protectant or something like that. But everybody would come to your farm and know it's raw milk and you just kind of fly under the radar. I'm just selling the silver. What they do with the milk on top is up to them. Yeah, true enough. But but sad that we even have to come up with an idea like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially like just as 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 far as priorities go, we talk about this all the time. Still can't get water to the native reservations. Uh, you know, still can't get basic necessities to to people living all over. But yeah. you've got time and resources to crack down on somebody that's you know breaking with your regulatory statutes on fucking dairy. Like what? Yeah. Or well, chicken farms. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I see the chicken farms one makes a lot of sense to me because. They don't want you decentralized and empowered to grow your own food and stuff. I mean, you know, I think the be the best thing that could happen for the for everybody is if everybody stopped growing just grass in their front yards and just started planting little vegetable plots, you know, just because it's well, like or something that's smarter like thyme or mint or something with some actual fucking value, right? The grass is not native. Most of the grass they're planting on their lawns isn't native. That's yeah, unless you unless you got when... a goat, unless you got a goat or a sheep grazing that grass, just it's just a waste. Yeah. Well, what happens to all these golf courses and country clubs when they say less less nitrogen use? And furthermore, why aren't we going after the golf courses and nitrogen and uh, country clubs first and saying, you know, if you reduce yours by a hundred percent, we don't have to reduce ours by any. There's more of that fucking open space and and waste of fertilizer right there. No, well, because politicians play golf. Exactly. <laughs> well, maybe that's what we should be targeting. And if people are out putting this shit on trains to derail them. Um, it's called a shunt, which is what I always call the end of the fucking loaf of bread. Right. But yeah, it's a shunt. They, they, they claim a shunt device may have been used to trigger the derailing of this train, which is literally a wire between two tracks that will cause the train's electronics to fuck up. But that's, you know, again, I'm just getting regurgitated news from, from TikTok. I'm not allowed on any other social media platforms. How about yourself, Paul? You know, it's wild. Okay, so first of all, I don't have any other social media platforms. I just, you know, the only one I was even on was Facebook. And I don't even touch that anymore. I just I started going on TikTok basically because, you know, as much as I kind of 
uh, don't like the whole social media scene. There's certain aspects of it anyways. Um, I still needed to be able to bitch. <laughs> it's a great way to vent and a great place to do it. TikTok just, it, it fit for me. But you know what's funny is 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 there's a lot of people on there that I find that are 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 you know they're 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 good speakers. They get on there, they get up, they're giving the same message that I'm getting, and yet they get canceled constantly. So someone like yourself who was just getting constantly canceled and had to find I've never been. Yeah. I'm still on my original account, and I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. I've Well, I've never been removed yet from TikTok, but I do have videos that were removed. I, I'm My first one oh, that they ever God. removed was the map of Ottawa. I don't know. Were you there during the convoy there, Paul? I, I went up one day, yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. it was too much, right? Like there was uh, – you're probably still suffering PTSD from all the hugs. Uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, fucking winter loot. <laughs> well, apparently there's another one coming up from the sounds of things, or you know, this could be one of these false flag rumors that some people like to create just to see how much hype we can get. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I mean, to be honest with you, there hasn't been. You haven't there isn't a day that you couldn't have gone up there since the original protest that there hasn't been people still there. Mm -hmm. There's still people there. So uh, it, it, people like to ignore it. The media likes to ignore it, but there's still people there. Well, today I believe is one is the one year anniversary of the invocation of the emergencies act. Yes. Yep. And within the next week, we're supposed to have the public release, from what I understand, of the uh, inquiry results, if you want to call it that, the actual judgment made by Rollo, who happens to be related to Trudeau, you know. Yeah. This yeah, yeah. Is my favorite thing, a friend of mine, um, actually, Lindsay, I don't know if you know her or not, she's, um, she's related to, um, who else there, Blaine? Karen and Debbie. Yeah, they all mm. sound alike, but we bring them on. And she um, she did a contest there about favorite part of um, the convoy. And I said TikTok was. Because without TikTok, I wouldn't have had a fucking clue what was going on. We're both in Western Canada here, right? So um, seeing it and Blaine um, himself participated um, quite actively with um, heading down to the border here locally and, and attending the, the regular protests here. You know, and that was all week as well. There's still people protesting here in here in the interior as well. Hey, Blaine. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been down to one in a while, but I think that there are definitely people, still people out there. A lot less flags on vehicles, but still a lot of people honk when they see me, which is always nice. You're like, okay, even if you're not repping the flag, you're still out there. Well, so, I had the stop just inflation sign on the back of my truck in the window. I couldn't find a fuck Trudeau sticker that I liked that was big enough, but I have the stop just inflation one. And it does have Pierre Polyev, blah, blah, on the bottom. But I folded that up. So when it sits in the back, you know, I'm not advertising for anybody. I'm just saying there's, you know, there's something out there that we need to fucking accomplish, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. He, um, he met with Danielle Smith this week. Did you guys see that? There was a little uh, little curtsy there that he refused to do for, for a person that's in higher ranking. Did yeah, a yeah. handshake, I believe, was missed. Yeah. Did you see, did you happen to catch that on your end there, Paul? With with Trudeau? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, that was classic. So she, I don't think Absolutely she wanted. Loved it. And 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 the left is excoriating her for it, <laughs> and calling her immature and childish. I'm like, oh my god, like, oh these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have you have you personally ever seen him? Who, Trudeau? Yeah. No. Have, you've never had the chance to actually physically see him in public because I really do. I'd love to shake hands with people that uh, have actually, you know, called him out in public when I when I see them in, in crowds because like Ford and uh, fucking Freeland there got caught again. And I think it was in Alberta this week. And the people that were heckling them and just like, go the fuck home, you know. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, first off, you know, they're here for some energy initiative, but yet they're driving the biggest fucking Denali you could imagine, you know, to, to get around in. So, yeah, it's. Uh, well, always, always. But, or they fly in private jets. Yeah. Or they do, you know, whatever it is uh, fucking millionaires do with your money. <laughs> Oh, I mean, Trudeau just met today with John Kerry that I saw the uh, American. Uh, what's his what's his title? He's the something of climate. He's the climate czar. He's the climate. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's the head climate guy. And that's always zipping around. Everybody remembers him from, I guess he was a you know, tried to get elected as president in the States or whatever. But oh, the Al guy's Gore? just. Oh, oh, I'm thinking Al Gore. No, this is this is uh, Kennedy or whatever. Oh, okay, okay. The the other one, the other one that's nuts about the Carrie. Uh, Carrie, sorry, John, John Carrie. Carrie. That's John the Carrie. one. Yeah, and uh, he's the one who was yipping off the other day about how the oceans are going to boil off from, or the oceans are already boiling off from climate change, which to me seemed like a solution to rising sea levels. But <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Please, so these these geniuses are informing our, our the, the the government. You know, we pretend we live in a so-called democracy where it's like the will of the people gets represented. But when you go and have meetings with Hillary Clinton and John Kerry and stuff to get your marching orders, it really doesn't seem like there's much public input on the policy front. Yeah, it's terrible. It's it's it's. It, it. It's such it's it's bullshit. Climate change is not real. It's that simple. And I'm not a climatologist. I'm not a scientist of any 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 kind. To tell people all the time, PhD in fuckology. That's that's what I have. Um, and, and you don't need to be a scientist. You look at the way that the people live that are telling you that the planet's dying. They're 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 living the life that they refuse to allow you to live. All while claiming you're the one destroying the planet. And it also doesn't take a scientist to figure out that it's all bullshit anyways. Because, I mean, the way they're saying it, it there's either no point in, in bothering to go green because we're doomed anyway. Um, you know, like the, the way they're talking about it, if we cut our, our emissions to zero anyway... Uh, every country in the world cut their carbon emissions to zero anyway. One volcanic eruption and we're done. Yeah. You know, like we're fucked anyway. So what's well, the point? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for green, but let's do green responsibly, right? Like not fucking mm -hmm. make 
you know, slave children in Africa dig up the rare minerals to make fucking batteries for our electric vehicles so we can feel good about ourselves. So we can charge electric vehicles on coal. Yeah, it's it's a real... Well, um, we should have hover cars by now. That's just the reality of it. If they're electric, they should be fucking hover cars. We shouldn't have to worry about them. (laughs) It's like bicycles. Like, why don't we have hover bikes yet? Seriously. Yeah, I don't know. When I was a kid, I was told by now I'd have a fucking jetpack. Everybody was supposed to have a fucking jetpack. Where's my jetpack? No shit. Well, all the jet fuels being used to tote around fucking Schwab and all the other guys on that Epstein list, right? <laughs> you know, it's interesting, Sam, or, uh, Paul, you said that, uh, you know, like you can just see by the way that they're living. And what's interesting is so many of them have beachfront homes. And, yeah. not, and not only that, but insurance companies don't have an insane premium for owning a, 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 a shorefront home. Because like by their theory, they're like, they got 20 years until that home is underwater. Exactly. So like, from like a from a mortgage standpoint, from an insurance standpoint, from like a, a PR standpoint, from every angle, it's like you guys shouldn't be fucking having owning beachfront homes, and they shouldn't be building any more beachfront homes if you really believe that the ocean's going to rise twenty feet in the next twenty years. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's it, that, and that's why I, I say to people, I, I it doesn't you don't need to be a scientist. It's it's right in your face. It, well, and it's, <laughs> And so many of the cures for the problem, like, I think we can all agree that, you know, excessive pollution is shitty. Like, we don't want to be breathing toxic air. We don't want to be living in Palestine, Ohio, breathing in the chemicals from some, you know, uh, I, whether it was intentional or not, you know, a calamity. Um, but like the there's in the same way that they're like, we got to stop eating beef because we got to eat crickets instead because the beef or the, the cows are burping and it's changing the weather when like when you look at like there's natural solutions in, in, in when you look at human humanity's technological improvements just even on the internal combustion engine how much less pollution is put out just due to like catalytic converters so we can innovate our way out of a lot of these issues and one of the coolest things to me is that there's a really good documentary on uh, netflix called kiss the ground i believe it is it's narrated by woody harrelson and it talks all about like the soil science and the carbon capture of uh beef ranging on grassland and so you know in short uh when you know Columbus landed in the Americas, there was 60 million head of bison on the Great Plains, and they were the largest carbon store, or one of the largest carbon stores on the planet, because they trim grass into its high growth stage. And when they do that, like a little lawnmower, they come through, and then they also fertilize when they crap and everything. But they cause the the grass to go into this high growth stage and sequester more carbon, most of which it stores underground in its roots. And so what's interesting is that you know because the way that we do animal agriculture and we're feeding these cows soy and wheat and a lot of other indigestible things it's causing them to create a lot of methane but if you go back to a more traditional uh understanding of you know uh, just pasture raising beef it's actually carbon negative and so instead of saying you have to eat uh crickets you could just get grass-fed beef that's walking around there trimming grass getting it into its high growth stage sequestering carbon fertilizing the soil you don't have to till up the earth and spray it with chemicals and on and on and you already have your solution. And in the documentary, they said, I believe it was if they change 0.4 or 0.04% of farmland per year to no-till agriculture, just getting rid of tillage, not even going into regenerative agriculture, like, you know, pasture raising cattle and stuff, just without tilling, we could roll back the uh, carbon emissions to zero uh, uh, net by the time we hit uh, 2040. So 20 some years, 
just to to sequester enough carbon in the soil and we're then we're back to basics and you could have your cake and eat it too you could be eating beef and driving vehicles instead of eating crickets and walking in your 15 minute city yeah <laughs> i think the cow questions are best for when we get another guest on okay we got a we got a cow expert coming up i'm hoping so yeah yeah so Okay, I'll, um, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep my cattle in the in the chute. All well, I all I know about cows is they taste great. Mm-hmm. No, oh, they're fan. yeah. It's uh, it's no surprise though how um, astray our our views and our our ideals have become, right? Where and I say that obviously general generalizing because. I'm looking at it this way. How much fuel's in a fighter jet that's out taking down fucking UFOs? Like, why are we wasting that resource? Don't we want to know how to do this clean? If we need, we need our hover cars. And if we're fucking just destroying the technology we need to figure out, it's not beneficial for us, right? So, I don't know, man. This this whole this whole couple months is just. It, it almost feels like have we been red? Are we at that point of red pill, blue pill? Seriously. Like, are, are they going to start this Project Bluebeam, you know, hologram in the sky of what's happening and a bunch of people just dropping dead of heart attacks and, you know, COVID, mm-hmm. you know, blame it on that. I don't know. No, I thought climate change was causing those. No, it's eggs. I read it was eggs. Eggs, oh. no. No, hot showers and then cold showers. So don't do either. Just don't <laughs> shower. And there's, speaking of which, um, there's a guy on TikTok. He's... He's very popular this week because he's disappeared off TikTok. So I do want to, you know, just go out there and say that uh, uh, Calgary mayor-elect is, you know, kind of missed on TikTok, apparently. And we are. I do have friends in Russia I've reached out to. They're going to donate some money to you to make sure that, you know, we help you with your legal fees or whatever the hell's going on in your world. I know it might just be, you know, a multiple guideline ban or something like that. Or, you know, you couldn't prove that you were over the age of 13. So it's, uh, yeah, it's sad that he's missed, but yeah. Have you been following that? My fucking TikTok's full of that all of a sudden. And I yeah. didn't know who he was. I didn't know that guy from this Jeffrey guy thing that I see. And, and this um, was a Kathy Griffin. Like the, all three of them look so much alike. I, I couldn't figure out which was <laughs> what, right? So anyways, we're about a minute away from our... Uh, from our break, you mind plugging the sponsor there, Blaine, while we got a moment? Not at all. If you want to keep your milk unrefrigerated and uh, keep keep it well like the ancient Romans did, you can pick up some silver. Uh, or if you want to protect your assets just in general, get some silver or gold from our sponsor, Sun City Silver and Gold. You can find them on the corner of Bernard and Gordon here in Kelowna. Or you can reach out by email and they'll ship to you anywhere where you can get the best rates with the promo code SHITTALK. Email Steve at sovereignize at gmail.com that's sovereign i-z-e at gmail.com and uh, you can get the cheapest silver and gold available and uh, keep your milk fresh yeah it's you know it's one of those things right the silver isn't just for spoons of you know the the trudeau family and and klaus's friends right so so again happy day of love guys like valentine's day upon us here so much love in the in the world um you know no division whatsoever you know i heard the most loving place this time right now in the world is uh is in is in ukraine right on the eastern border 
Oh, is there, I, there lots of love happening there? I think it's a very loving place these days. Hmm. Especially today on Valentine's Day. Absolutely. Hmm. Did they call a ceasefire there? Uh, no, I just I think that they painted the, the word love on the bombs that they're dropping. And oh. uh, no, the big development was the uh, chemical gas. They're, they're, they're starting to use chemical warfare over there. And uh, Ukraine was using uh, drones to drop chemical weapons on on soldiers. And then Elon Musk retracted the Starlink's use for military purposes on the front lines there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, real, real bad escalation. That's World War One shit, you know, going back to gas. And then I heard that the Russians are using gas now. So I don't even know who to believe, but it sounds like there's gas in the equation. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, eh? you don't know who to believe about any of that shit anymore. But I, 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 I do find it funny that up until, you know what, like two years ago, Ukraine was always one of the countries on the news that was, they were always talking about corruption and the Nazis in Ukraine and, and suddenly everybody forgets that. And now it's all of a sudden it's, uh, you know, poor Ukraine. And I pity the Ukrainian people, of course, because, mm -hmm. you know, always the people that get fucked by the government right oh and you know, same with same with the russian we're, citizens we're, we're that are getting drafted game. as well yeah. right exactly russians are no different mm -hmm. yeah and again i you know i tell people I, I, I if you look at what Zelensky's doing he's not a he's not a good man you know but that doesn't mean i'm siding with putin either i don't think putin's a good man either you can have a conflict and neither side be the good guys yeah yeah, it's it's a called a nuanced perspective, but it's yeah. this it's the tribal mentality that we have to be on a team and you're either with us or you're against us. If you yeah. have any reservations about our players on the team, you're against us. And it's yeah. just such a it's I mean, it's so reminiscent of the whole COVID thing we just lived through with the vaccinated and unvaccinated, the team science and the team anti-vax. And, you know, yeah. they just they really liked us to, to paint us with the same one big broad brush and. Uh, you know, don't leave any room for these things. Because, yeah, could you imagine having the brain capacity to be like, wait, both guys in a conflict can be evil? Like, yeah. short your fucking wires. Like, it just, to me, it's like, it's kind of seems like the obvious answer whenever there's a war is the like, okay, these guys were instigating and then these guys were instigating and back and forth and back and forth. And no, it got hot. And it's just like, it's as old as time. I mean, kings and queens would do it and they'd be like the citizens would just get caught in the melee they're like hey i didn't have any say like because this is again we're talking about democracy you and i didn't have a say whether we were going to get involved in sanctioning russia or you know escalating it to sending arms over to ukraine or what team we support that decision was made for us it was just a pre-gone conclusion yeah so like how do we fix that though do we need an app I think we need like a governance app that everybody can just go on and they can vote every day on every issue that's, you know. Yes, you know what but, but the, what you'd need like a threshold of 90% plus support because that's kind of the issue with democracy is you get the tyranny of the majority where 70% of people could say or 80% of people could say we should kill the other 20%. And by majority rule, you have the quote unquote authority to do it, but it doesn't mean you're right. Just like, you know, at, at some point, maybe 60 or 70% of people thought that everybody should be vaccinated as a citizen. You should, you should have that happen. And if you allow people to have that power without any, I mean, not that it's working as it is now, but 
you know, if, if the, you get a rubber stamp of approval every time, you know, some mania sweeps through the general population of an IDL, we should have a universal basic income. 80% of people agree, boom. And then you're like, well, now you're, you're, you're fucking with things that you don't understand. Not that the politicians understand them, but it would be like, we could be passing too many decisions too quickly. Well, that's a big part of the problem, right? We got so many people that, that believe democracy is mob rule. You know, they think because their party won the most votes that they get to decide. And 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 I think, honestly, that the solution to the entirety is we, we <laughs> I hate to use the word re-educate, but <laughs> we need we need people to rethink how government is supposed to work. We need them to rethink it. Uh, like one of the things that drove me nuts through the whole COVID thing was Trudeau out there talking about how his number one job was to protect Canadians to keep Canadians safe. That should not be the government's number one job. The government's number one job is to protect the rights and freedoms of its citizens. Keeping them safe is part of that. <clears throat> so the federal government has a duty to protect the borders, to protect the land. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's certain things that they have a duty to protect. And in that, they protect the citizens. They protect the citizens from, you know, outside invaders, whether that be, you know, through uh, cyber warfare or whatever the case may be. But that's what they're supposed to do is protect our rights and freedoms, not keep us safe. Keep us Keeping us safe is part of protecting our rights and freedoms. That isn't the whole package. <clears throat> you know, and I think that's the problem is people think that it's the government's role to protect them from everything and it isn't well that you it no plainer stated than the way that regulations are handled on see in, in protecting our rights and freedoms it's our right to you know make poor decisions for ourselves as well and so that's why it's like the government hasn't banned sugar you know that was interesting uh, obesity was this big corollary between uh, bad outcomes of covid and uh of getting the disease you know and not once were they stressing vitamin d exercise they weren't banning sugar they didn't ban cigarettes they didn't ban anything because alcohol you know all these other big contributors to heart disease and and, and unhealth and uh and and you know cost the because this was another big argument during the COVID thing was that like you know the unvaccinated are overwhelming the hospitals and it's like well that's what hospitals are for even if they were right that's what hospitals are for that when people get sick they go somewhere because you guys aren't out here saying we're going to deny service to obese people obese people are overwhelming the hospitals which is right. clearly true just on a day-to-day -day basis right as the boomers got fat and they're getting older they're going to disproportionately be taking up more space in the hospitals and you're you going to say oh we're only going to we're only going to serve the people that didn't treat their bodies like shit right no they weren't so it's just it was like the the logic there is that you know when they're talking about safety and pre preserving things for your safety it's like well if you're not going to do it across everything then i can't believe that you're going to be interested in my safety in one area yeah 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 i don't know i anytime i see somebody in a white coat i just bend back in my chair roll down my window and just you know yeah go ahead throw that q-tip as far up there as you can fuck <laughs> it was good though i seen a um a video on tiktok speaking of which where this lady in the states i believe it is um this is a while back but she was getting a phone call at her house with a voicemail left saying oh we we know that you're out of date for your shot and we can see by our records that your kids haven't had theirs yet 
So if you wanted to make an appointment to get that done, that would be great. Like, and I said, you know, and she's like, oh my God, like this is downright eerie control, like over my personal life and everything. Right. And all I said was, yeah, well, you know, what you do is you, you call them back and you say, what are you talking about? I was at the pharmacy the other day and some guy in a white jacket jabbed us all three of us right there out in the parking lot. Like, you know, there's your liability. That's what that's what's missing from this whole equation, right? Like we have all these countries now have turned around on on big pharma this week, you know, between the uh the the princess there in um where the hell is she? Thailand to you know, I guess um the the Irish are now a little upset. Did you guys hear this? I heard there's a few countries, but I didn't hear anybody specifically. I thought Australia even had yes. some uh, had some backlash. We want to talk about that the last episode as well. So there's been a few kind of coming out here and there where at least at the very least it's big big lawsuits against the government mandates or against from the government against kind of, you know, um like halting pharmaceutical products uh like like the vaccines and stuff. I believe it was Sweden that says nobody over 50 can uh, is allowed to get the COVID vaccine anymore. Or, sorry, nobody under 50 is able to get the COVID vaccine. Sorry. And then after that, even then they were like, you know, talk to your doctor, make it very risk specific, you know, based on your comorbidities and other things. Yeah, there's no need for anybody under 50 to get it. <laughs> Anywhere. Well, but yeah, there was it's... also the big study that came out. I think it's the largest study on uh, vaccine mortality ever done. And it showed that across the entire population, not stratified by age, the risk was 0.5% mortality, one in 200 chance of dying uh, from the shots, which was a lot higher than like um, when they reanalyzed Pfizer's trial data, which was obviously heavily manipulated, they found a one in 800 chance of a serious adverse event. Now, they did say that I believe it was over 50 in this new study, they age stratified and they showed that over 50, uh, your chances was 1%. So one in a hundred of, of dying. And as you went up in age, it got worse. And the more shots you got, it was worse. So it was uh, dose-based toxicity. So, you know, two shots is bad, three worse, four or five is, you know, the worst of the worst kind of thing. And so it really showed that the vaccines are killing, namely like the highest percentage is old people uh, who have taken multiple shots. And so, it then it is is also difficult to to say that oh anybody you know we say anybody under 50 shouldn't be taking it well that's true for sure we've known that for a long time but anybody over 50 it's like gosh considering how many treatments that have been effective like the flccc protocols and stuff you know using hydroxychloroquine um uh, what's it monoclonal antibodies and like you know a whole host of other of other uh, treatments that they've figured out that have like percent success rate on on uh you know keeping people alive who have COVID. so we've got other options here and that's why it's so crazy that we're still focused on this vaccine i mean i still get spotify ads for vaccinating my six-month-old which i don't have um but you know the bc government's paying spotify for ads to say get your infant jabbed when you're like what and give them a, a one in 200 or one in 300 risk of dying yeah, for a yeah. disease that you, they're not at risk for like why yeah. is my government paying to try and kill children i don't understand yeah. yep well and what's worse there's a video i watched on TikTok there of a, a american mother and her three kids 
figured out that they would get $119 or $114 each to participate in the original trial. And the one daughter ended up going back and forth to the emergency room and to doctors and everything else just for them to all rule it out as a as a um, psychological problem where she psychologically thinks that she's got heart issues and all this to the point where she's now <laughs> paralyzed. And this young girl, and I'm talking, you know, pre-18, is now paralyzed. And the parents are like, you know, they know what it's from. And no one will yet fess up to it, you know? So yeah. she feels bad because, you know, her kids wanted to do something to help with science and all this kind of stuff and make some cash. A hundred bucks is a lot of money to a kid, you know? And now to now to see this and the parents are having to live with that, right? Yeah. So, you know, I do, and I, I don't have a lot of compassion, I'll admit it. And I And the older I get, the more I appreciate that I don't. Because the last thing I want to do is, you know, just become one of these bleeding heart people that think that, you know, every duck lives matter. You know, if I'm out fishing and the fucking duck gets the hook, it's not my problem. It's just nature's way. Right. So. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was sad to see that. And this was in the trials in like 2020. So. You know, how how people can just excuse this is what really worries me. And they're, you know less and less I, I hope i hope more and more are, are becoming awake but they're still not becoming aware like they're they're distracted by the ufo they're distracted by you know what's going on on whatever freaking award show or you know the news moves too fast and the it seems like the flavor of the day is just like to stay on top is more important to people than looking back and, and sticking on one issue because for me it's like I don't think that this thing, it doesn't seem like it's going to get resolved. I mean, yeah, like we're talking about, there's some hope in that there's some governments that are, you know, seemingly putting some pressure on the pharmaceutical companies or the governments themselves are being sued in a meaningful way for their, you know, atrocities against their own citizens and stuff. But like we, for the large scale acceptance that these drugs were harmful, we're so far off from that. And let alone for the average person to, like until there's like a big short, you know, the movie, the, the big short until there's like a documentary like that about like the whole COVID scam. I feel like people are going to be ignorant for another fucking decade until we get that movie, because yeah, it doesn't seem like people pick up any information in any other format in any meaningful way. Like people didn't know what happened in 2008 until it was 2016. And even then they barely grasped the idea of like a subprime mortgage and how, you know, that could work. And it's like, you and I and, and Paul, you're like, we're ahead of the curve on in terms of like understanding how the vaccine worked, how the pharmaceutical companies were fucking people. But like, I just it what a what a giant hamburger to eat if well, you're coming into this from somebody that's like has no idea. Yesterday, you thought vaccines were safe and effective. And now you're being told it's something else. You're like, God, that's a big learning curve. It, 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 it depends on the age. I'm surprised at people my age, to be quite honest with you, how many people, um, <clears throat> when you talk about it and you say, hey, gee, you know, maybe this stuff isn't as safe as they say it is, you know, and uh, and and people talk to you like you're absolutely insane. And 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 I and I, and I sit there and I go, since when did Big Pharma not become the enemy? Like. People used to bitch about big pharma all the time. Again, that was another thing that 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 was the left's thing. They'd go after big pharma all the time, and now all of a sudden they're their biggest cheerleaders. And uh, but uh, 
the thing about people my age is, is this has all happened before. This isn't, I, I mean, you know, you just have to go back to the 70s with the swine flu uh, epidemic in the United States. And, you know, there was a big panic and a big rush to get everybody vaccinated. The government had a massive campaign. And guess what? They sent out a shitty vaccine. Thousands of people were injured. It's it, This isn't new. I don't understand why anybody acts like you're fucking crazy if you could even imagine that it's possible that this could happen when it's already happened. You know, there's two levels there. There's There's accepting, like, the... Like, oh, yeah, I guess it was right. The vaccine's, you know, a little bit not as great. My daughter got, you know, some heart heart issues or whatever. Like, everybody knows somebody that was injured. So, like, I think acceptance of, like, the vaccines not being as promised is one thing. But the getting angry about it and yeah. getting getting meaningfully upset, I think that's a whole other step. Because you're like, yeah, you got to get over two rungs here. One, the informational rung to be like, okay, everything I was told about this was horseshit. I was manipulated by my media, my government, and and the pharmaceutical companies for sure. But then to tr- to to be like, wait, no, I, now I'm actually a victim. I think it's really hard for people to to go from being, you know, at least in the spotlight, you were seen as a hero or like you're a citizen who did his duty to get the to get the shots or whatever so in your mind you've got yourself i'm a good person i followed the narrative and now you have to think of yourself as a victim of of all those things that you once thought were there to protect you and like that's such an ideological shift to now be like i'm a victim and now i have to go through the step steps of that like i'm hurt i'm betrayed i'm frustrated i i feel like i can't i won't be able to get any justice anyway and then you know to go from that in being like oh there's a community here there's actually people you know I stand with the truckers and on and on. Like it's, it's just, it's, it seems like a God, like quite a feat. And I just, I hope more and more people jump on that and realize that like, because I've said it before, people are like, cause I'm not vaccinated. Right. And, and so like, Oh, you're really upset about this. And yeah, you were kind of right about this. I'm like, yeah, no, you should be the one that's upset though, because you actually took the shot. You know, yeah. once you've, once you've learned you're upset and you're like, but it is what it is. And I'll just keep motoring or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're the one that should be more angry than me. I got locked down a little bit, but nobody coerced me or held my job over my head or did any of these other awful things that I actually went and got this thing and rolled the dice, uh, apparently a one in 200 dice of, of dying, let alone being injured. Like, God, I can't, I can't fathom how angry I would be if I had gotten actually duped by it, you know? Well, let me tell you, I'm angry. <laughs> I, I've got it twice. I yeah. got it twice. You know, I, and you're not alone. What's that? And you're not alone. That's the thing. And, and, um, yeah. No, no. I, and, and, and honestly, you know, hey, my bad. I wasn't really, because a lot of people, uh, I think, uh, weren't paying attention and I wasn't paying attention at the time. You know, uh, you know, I wasn't, uh, you gotta remember like the mandates and stuff like that came later. Right. Right. You know, it, it wasn't. And, and as soon as I, heard the word you know they were talking about vaccine mandates i just started paying attention to what the hell was going on to be quite honest with you because uh, i i i told you i i think i told you guys before the introduction i'm 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 not a media guy i'm not i don't follow the news i mean the news is bullshit it's been bullshit for years i follow sort of like the main stories and things like that obviously i heard about the balloons and you know i i read what i want to read and the things that interest me but uh for me to like just sit there and watch the evening news i can't 
tell you how long it's been. It's been good 15 years at least since I've had television. Um, I, I mean, I have Netflix. I'm not like a hermit, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but the, the, the honest to God's truth is, is just, I mean, I had seen it so many times with my own eyes, the manipulation in the media. Mm -hmm. I had, I, I lived in Ottawa for a time and, you know, there was protests in Ottawa all the time, guys. Like there's always protests in Ottawa. I mean, that's what, that's where you go to protest, you know? Oh, no, sorry. No. You're not supposed to protest to change government policy. I forgot. Oh, fuck. Um, but, uh, but you know, there was always protests there. So you'd go down to the protests. And I, the, the one I remember specifically um, was the, um, it was the, the, it was like the, the gay marriage protest, but the, um, uh, the, the, the anti-gay marriage protest. And, uh, and, um, uh, I think it was Paul Martin was the prime minister at the time. And uh, they, they, they were legalizing uh, gay marriage. And uh, there was a massive protest down on Parliament Hill. And I mean, like, it was huge. One of the biggest I'd ever seen. And, uh, but of course, there was a small group of, you know, maybe 40 or 50 um, counter protesters. Uh, and, and, I was there, and uh, when I went home and watched it on the news that night, the news was talking about the massive counter-protest. And when they showed it, you could just see how the, 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 the you know, they, they had stuck the camera almost right into the middle of the little crowd, right, with the sea of thousands upon thousands of people behind them. It just made it look like it was this massive crowd, and that's not what it was at all. You know, it was it was completely the other way around. So the media, I know, kind of tells you the truth and they show you the truth, but they manipulate it in such a way as to misrepresent the truth. You know, so I don't watch any of that shit anymore. It's just packed with lies. It gets in and it's it's just a way of getting people to live in fear. And when you can fear when they're in fear, you can control them. Well, yeah, the, the so, meteorologist has been able to keep his job for how many fucking years and never been right once. Like any anybody else slip up that bad at work, they wouldn't have a job tomorrow. Yeah, meteorologists and politicians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, Blaine, I thought I cut you off there for a second. Oh, no worries. Yeah, no, I was just kind of wondering, uh, Paul, like, so you weren't, you're not really into, you know, mainstream media. You said you're getting some some headline stories here and there. What made you, if you're okay with sharing with it, um, sharing it, uh, what made you decide to get the vaccine in the first place? Um, because uh, just in listening to the background noise about it, I wasn't concerned uh, so much about myself, but I have an elderly mother. Uh, and, yep, and, yep. and and she's, she's quite fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's a healthy elderly. Uh, she's in her 80s, but you know, she's, she's healthy enough. I, I always joke, she'll probably outlive me. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I just, oh, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to transmit it. I didn't want to mm-hmm. get it and transmit it. Right. Cause that was my concern was that it was easily transmissible right from the beginning. I wasn't really concerned about myself. I kind of mm-hmm. looked at what was happening and again, you know, watch a bit of, bit of the news and the news feeding you this thing oh this many people died this many people died every day every day these many people died but you look at the people that died 
right? The news doesn't share that with you. And you look at the people that died and it sounds cold to people, uh, but you know, the truth is the truth. And the people that were dying from COVID are the people that would have died from the, the wind change direction. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, it was killing people that were already frail, you know, and they were also given the, the ability and this is Canada and the U S to write and record everything as COVID. So when people yeah. are, oh, well, look at these stats at the hospital, you go, yeah, but uh, the hospital first off, and like I said, the only time in my life I've ever seen evidence that the hospital was underwhelmed was when they were doing these flash mob videos in like the first week of April in 2020. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. and numerous ones from everywhere. I was like, well, who's who's filming this? Like, first off, who is who has the time to film this? Never mind them have the time to orchestrate it. Well, right? and to rehearse so, some of these dance moves, they, they weren't fucking up. Like they, this is a couple of times they'd done this to make sure that yeah. they weren't making mistakes. They've been sent home with some homework and like you know, to to get this all smooth. Yeah, and well, not to mention there was a lot of videos of people walking into these hospitals that were reported as overcrowded on the news and walking in there and finding tons of empty beds and stuff. Empty. And and another fact that a lot of people didn't realize is that hospitals tend to run right near their capacity. They don't pay for beds that they're not using. They don't pay for wings that they're not using, right? Like this is the the whole, whole idea is that you're not going to have any more overhead than you need because you're already paying exorbitant salaries for the doctors and the nurses and on and on and on. You're like, okay, like we, we can't really, you know, just keep air conditioner or heater on in the other wing there if we don't need it. So like they're always running at 98, 97% capacity as it begins. So, you know, it's really scary to say that on the news when people don't realize like what do you think a hospital runs at 30 percent in a regular year and there's just 70 percent of the beds just sitting around waiting like you know it's not how not how the real world works yeah yeah and 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 again the hospital is being overrun people getting so upset about it the hospitals are overrun every year flu season every year but what here's a good question that not many people are asking it just dawned on me how many we had all of these emergency technicians that were obviously medically trained to be shoving fucking giant Q-tips up people's noses to their skulls and to, you know, administer fucking shots via drive-through. Why aren't they working in it? Like, why, why aren't they just like, hey, you're, you know, you've already got the ticket to do this. That's not a far cry from helping out in the fucking hospital. Yeah. Right? Well. Yeah. I mean, look what they did in India, not a rich country, the the province of Uttar Pradesh, when they figured out that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine and a few other treatments were available, they were just they were just sending them to people's houses. They had this mass campaign of just giving everybody, you know, a treatment packet. So like, oh, if you start to feel symptoms, here's what you can do, because another thing that they found was it's uh, the disease is most effectively treated within the first few days once you know that you have it. It's not waiting two weeks until you're so bad that they're going to want to put you on a ventilator, which is going to kill you anyway. By the yeah. time you're entering the hospital, it's already like pretty late in the game, especially for a lot of people who put things off. But if you have a five cent tablet available that can reduce the symptoms and the initial shock to your system, the cytokine storm and stuff like that, then people's outcomes were remarkable. And that's what's so crazy is like Uttar Pradesh, it's a, it's a province of a billion people right? We can't, Canada's got 30 million people, a billion people. They were able to send out mass amounts of dirt cheap medicine and then crater their uh, COVID fatality rate fat more than 
any other developed nation when we waited around for vaccines that didn't work. It's yeah. just like it's and that's what the it was so frustrating about it is it, it wasn't it was clear that they weren't ever concerned with people's safety. If they were, they'd be looking at all these other doctors that were saying, use these cheap treatments that are effective. Don't use ventilators on and on and on. Look what India's doing. And then they'd be like, oh, well, since we're acting in the interest of the people because we're here for their safety, we'll put this, you know, this new experimental technology on hold and just use something that is actually going to work, you know, but that's how you know that they're not they're not here for you. No, no, they never have been. That's true. Yeah, so like how do, I just I so like back to our kind of, you know, philosophizing about how a our society could function in, 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 in the world. Like what's the, what's the mechanism that we can still have a form of government. I'm obviously more on the libertarian anarchist side of things. I think the, the less, the better, but um, I, what could we do as long as we have this shitty system to try and make it better? Like we talked about, you know, decentralizing the vote, voting for ideas instead of people, you know, having a ballot every week, I guess, show up on your phone, the most important topic and everybody votes on it. You still have a lot of problems. Like we talked about the tyranny, the majority and stuff, but what's something else? Like, is there a way to actually have accountability in government when the, when the courts are funded by the government as well? Because that seems like if we could have a law for, you know, literally defrauding the public, like make it a high crime, like hanging to death. Like if you went to, you know, you're Justin Trudeau or whatever, you promised you were going to legalize pot and then you never did. And that was like one of your say <laughs> your, your one of your top five campaign promises know. or whatever. Uh, shouldn't that get you a you know you've you promised the public something you were you had the power to do it and then you didn't and then you didn't do it. You should you should then be considered a, you're a fraudster, right? You defrauded the most amount of people that you could defraud in a nation, literally the entire amount of people, right? If, if that's not a high crime, then what is? And if there's no penalty for it, what's to stop people from doing it? What's to stop people when they get, like, if you're a politician, like the many in the, you know, Trudeau's cabinet and stuff that have uh, been corrupted and, you know, WE Charity, SNC Lavalin, this latest one with, uh, what's her name? Mary NG, whatever, however you say NG is a last name. It's Don't NG. say that. I don't, I don't know how to say it properly. Nuka I think it's or just, something. It's just ing, I think. Hey, I think it's just ing. No, ing. It's, it's pronounced. Oh, oh, is that that's yeah. how it's pronounced? Okay. Anyway, you know, scandal after scandal, you take public funds to give to your friends, like high crime. You know, if you guys are going to give a rapist and a murderer just, uh, you know, a home sentence with the ankle bracelet, like that should put you in jail. You know what I mean? Like that should be I, any other suggestions guys, like for like how you could turn, turn this I thing around you, I, like accountability. Well, we'll let, we'll let Paul answer first. I, oh, I mean, it's a tough question, but I don't know. I think there's a, I think it's a, a I think we need a whole restructuring of government. That doesn't mean I have the, the, the plan for it or the right idea but i think we need to think differently about what government is and uh but it's it's a real difficult challenge because there's an ideological shift in society that it, 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 it it's a cultural shift 
that's driving these governments to to able to get these this power and i don't know do you how think it's do you think it's cultural or do you think it's just the institution of power because it seems like every time a group of people get power they kind of degenerate in the same along the same exact path right it it starts out with you know more closer to maximum freedom for individuals and as time goes on the government says of the day says we need to control a little bit more of them a little bit more of them they don't know what's best for them and pretty soon they make all the decisions and it seems to kind of like that's the kind of the pathway that it takes right yeah 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 and and and, but i think there is a cultural shift that goes with it yeah and i think the government manipulates that cultural shift for their benefit absolutely yeah yeah i agree i think the um well maybe it's time that we implement some of these things that I've been thinking about. Right. Like I have already told you where I sit as far as, um, you know, we're, we're at the time where they, where they all want these special labels and, you know, people to address everybody a certain fucking way based on a certain stupid, you know, um, personal difference. So what we need to do is with the pedos um, I've already told you, we cut off the left ear first, first offense is a left ear. And that, you know, you're going to notice that guy walking around. That's the idea, right? And then when you've got major government corruption where you've actually moved more than, let's say, well, what are you allowed to cross the border? 10 grand? Is that the limit for the border? So anything over 10 grand, boom, left hand first, right? So any more than an e-transfer limit, a daily limit on an e-transfer, (laughs) $3,000. Is that what it is? Yeah. There's a there's a daily limit on how many e transfers. Oh, can I think that's per. per transaction. I think it's maybe ten thousand a day, but it's like a maximum per transfer of like three grand. I could be mistaken. It's something like that, though. Yeah, more than more than Christian Freeland ever spent on anything online. I'm sure. Pretty much your Disney Plus subscription for about four years. <laughs> Disney Dis, Disney Plus. I offered a guy Disney Plus tonight on today on TikTok. That's my problem with TikTok. And that's why we started this podcast is because when we're talking to people, man, I don't need all this distraction. I don't need to see all these other people chiming in on shit. And sometimes it's frustrating, just as frustrating watching some of these stupid lives as it is watching the comment section, you know, flare up and, you know, escalate and deescalate. But anyways, I got trapped and I got triggered. And I, I went and told this uh, this guy that he'd shut up and and just follow Josh Groot off of fucking TikTok or something like that. I says, or no, I said, I'll tell your mom I'll pay for her Disney Plus if you leave too. And that was, so, of course, then I, one, another one of my videos gets fucking flagged. And, you know, that's 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 the whole trap with it all, right? So, I don't know. I, I have a hard time with the app. I, I use TikTok um not even an hour a day. I don't think I spend more than an hour a day in total on TikTok between checking messages and, you know, and whatever it feeds me. I, I'm a big fan of that repost feature. But anybody good on, on TikTok you're following there, Paul? Or? Uh, um, actually, the, the one guy I really like, uh, well, there's a few, but uh, I really like Legendary Limey. I don't know if you've ever seen him. I yeah. think he's fantastic. Um. I mean, there's tons of them. Uh, and there's a lot that I really like, but I generally, I, I don't get involved too much in there. Yeah, like I know if you're on there, you probably know there's a lot of like sort of little groups among the groups in there. Um, and I don't have anything against any of them. I just don't want to get involved in any of the 
the drama or any of that stuff because i think the message gets lost mm-hmm. when that kind of thing happens um uh i'm not saying that uh the calgary there isn't uh getting you know what he's coming to him or whatever you know uh, i i think he's you know, I I hate to say bad things about people, but he's 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 just terrible. <laughs> he's a true piece of work, and and I do respect the fact that he was a stage a stage kid, and and wanted to be famous, and he's done his bit or whatnot. But um, you know, and again, you know, Epstein had fucking pen pals too. I'm sure yeah. that there were people right into that fucking sick twisted fuck, and Peter Nygaard, right, Canadian. You know, another example of of poor morals and and waste of taxpayer fucking dollars, right? Like, yeah. I'm I'm yeah, I don't know. I'm on that side where it's t- fuck. I'm one of seven kids, man. I believe in tough love and I believe in a higher power. Why? Because if you're not watching what's happening, tough love could fall and fucking kill you. You know. Yeah. So watch those trees and you know, like yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's yeah, looking for yeah, well, they're they're waiting. They want the message to come to them while they're at Starbucks. I think that's the that's the idea with uh, a lot of people these days in society, right? Yeah, we should. Here's an idea for for uh, government policies that we want enacted and stuff like that. Print them on the inside of a roll at the rim cup, and so then <laughs> people are forced to read them. You know, it's like you know, one in six of winning, the other five ones just have some political philosophy that you should sit there and scratch your head over. And you're like, is that really how we want to go? Trudeau monopoly with just three fucking properties. You know what? That's right? actually none of that's actually a bad idea because there should be some kind of a limit on any new bill that comes in that there should be a, you know, uh, on how many words they're actually allowed to use. Yeah, to plain language laws. Law. Yeah. 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 Well, the language laws are all bastardized, anyways. Right. The whole the whole language. Like, I had a guy telling me that they. We're, we're looking at buying a house. And I said, they, and he said, well, yeah, my, my partner. And I said, and her family, like are going to buy this house. Right. <laughs> She's like, no, like, so I was, you know, and I'm sitting there going, okay, unless you're a conjoined twin, you can't, you know, you can't pluralize. You just, it's, it's wrong on so many levels. And um, you know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm still cursive myself. Right. So it's you know what's funny so i've heard people object to the plain language laws so i'll give you a little bit about me so i actually worked in pharmaceuticals for uh, a period of time and i was a basically as a quality investigator i i and i wrote reports so i did quality investigations and wrote reports on those investigations and those reports i mean that was one of the things that they I mean, they trained us to, to, to write plain language reports. The intent was that if you did an investigation, somebody should be able to walk in basically off the street with no knowledge of what you do and read that report and understand it, you know, and, and, and they would get reviewed at, at levels well above me, you know, before those reports were approved to make sure that they met the criteria of the, you know, you know, a plain language among other things. And uh, I find it interesting that they, they, there's people that don't think we should do the same with laws that rule your life. Well, look at this enhanced care package they snuck in here during the pandemic with the ICBC. 
Um, I know you're you're on the opposite side of the country there. Do you guys you guys have privatized insurance companies, right? Like you don't have to or it still goes through one big provincial giant, I'm sure, at the end, but you have privatized Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And here we don't. So there's no competition in insurance. It's literally what, what they tell you that it is, no matter where you go. And they come out with this enhanced care, which means you have to be ahead in a jar at the end of an accident, including pedestrian, to get any more than 50K from the insurance company. You literally have to be, you know, a quadriplegic. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that's the term. What's para? Para is more, more, more. Paraplegic is, is from your waist down. Oh, yeah, no, quad, yeah. Quad, quad is all paraplegic. Quadriplegic is yeah. from the neck down, yeah. Oh, see. Well, I'm glad I asked that question. Paul, you've been so helpful today. Where do you think? <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. But where do you think we're going from here in the in the day in the, in, of, of love with so much, uh, you know, unity being expressed here? You know, I'm, I'm torn. I, I, I honestly am because for one, there, I, I, to a certain extent, I don't believe in unity. Okay. The fact is there's no common ground between me and a man like Trudeau, for example, right? I, I, there, there's just nothing there. There's no, there's no place to meet halfway with, with a person like that. He's just morally bankrupt. Um, and the whole leftist ideology is morally bankrupt. But I, that doesn't mean I don't think there's, you know, uh, a way to convince people. I, I think a big part of the issue now is, is uh, that people are still afraid to speak up. They're still afraid to be labeled as, uh, you know, the racist, the misogynist, the, you know, the, all the names they pull out of the book. It's, it's, it's ridiculous at this point, but, I think there is a lot of people that agree with a lot of the things that people like yourself and, you know, some of the other creators are are saying, but they're just still afraid to speak up on it. And then I think there's another group of people, to be honest with you, that are, are, are removed from it. They just, they don't really follow any of it and they don't understand the big picture. You know what I mean? It's just another news story to them. And and again, I think we touched on it earlier, how a lot of people like here we are a year later and, and there's a lot of people that, um, you know, may agree with the convoy that it happened. But at the same time, they're sick of hearing about it. You know what I mean? And we yeah. can't be sick of hearing about it. We have to keep talking about it because this is, you know, this it's it, this type of government it's going to break this country and uh but uh i don't know because it, 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 when you talk about unity and you talk about guys like trudeau or even i hate to say it i hate i hate to give him the publicity but we mentioned him earlier that they their favorite unwashed mayor you know guys like that i don't know that there's any unity there you know, but I think there's a lot of people in the middle ground that have to start to wake up and pay attention. And and maybe there's some hope yet. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think one of the things is that there needs to be more engagement with dialogue instead of this having other people think and craft your opinions for you. Like that kind of seems what the media does, right? They they will they will shade the their idea of an opposition. Like we talked about earlier, the tribalism of stuff, right? They're like, well, 
an anti-vaxxer is all these awful things. And instead of you going to your neighbor and having the conversation with your neighbor who has a different, you know, is from a different quote unquote tribe or whatever, and you guys come in to try and find some common ground, like you're talking about where you can actually find some unity. It's like, Hey, well, at least you and I can all agree that, you know, we don't want our kids going to these drag shows or we don't want, you know, something that you can, you know, even if you're on different sides of the political spectrum, you can agree on some common ground and stuff and then work from there. And that's how a lot of the conversations that I've had with people have begun that that lead into talking about COVID and other things that are a bit more, you know, air quotes taboo. But it seems to be that like once you the more you talk to somebody, the more you realize you do have common ground and it's really the framing of society and the culture, like you had mentioned earlier, that's putting us in these boxes that we don't really belong in. Because yeah. I mean, if, if the media, the government would have it way, it's either you're with them or you're a terrorist, right? There's yeah. not, there's not a spectrum of like, well, I, I believe in some liberal, you know, uh, small L philosophy, and I believe in some small C conservatism philosophy. And I'm, I'm always kind of find myself as a moderate. I'm somewhat in the middle, or I, I do like a couple of things from the socialism. I really appreciate the universal healthcare or something, but for the most part, I'm like fiscally conservative. Like there's, there's the death of nuance, but when you have conversations with people, you find all they are is nuance. They're like, yeah, no, exactly. I'm not, you know, for the most part, some people are all in on a single party and I'll never vote for anybody else kind of thing. But, and they're not too concerned with ideology, but for the most part, when you start breaking into the ideology and the philosophy and stuff, people have this kind of, you know, multicolored oil painting for a, for an outlook on the way that the world should be. And that to me seems the only way that we're going to get anywhere is like even having conversations like this, like Nate and I don't agree on everything. Uh, you and I surely don't agree on, on, on everything. Um, you know, I might think they're UFOs and you might think that they're, you know, uh, spy balloons from China, but like, at the end of the day, our common ground is that the government isn't working for us. And to one other thing that you said is that like, it's, you know, people want to move on, but they also face with so much stress now in their daily yeah. lives because of what happened. And they're not, unfortunately, you know, getting the cause and effect right. They're saying, well, I'm living in these effects and I'm sure angry and yeah, maybe I won't vote for a liberal again, but that's kind of the extent of where they see the, the cause coming from instead of being like, well, it was the money printing, it was the lockdowns, we have this hangover effect of inflation, we just were so illiterate when it comes to the, as a society, the, the whole, you know, um, snowball effect of decisions that government makes over time, because our time preference, like we're talking about, is so short, it's like, today, it's UFOs, tomorrow, it's an oil spill, the next day, it's this, it's like, yeah. in a week, you're across seven stories in a year, you know, how many stories you're, 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 you know, 365 different stories, you're like, how did I follow one narrative all the way through? Yeah. And the only way you do is through dialogue, really. Yeah, but that's a big problem. And that's why I find it difficult. I say when we talk about unity is the left, the left. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's not even liberals anymore because liberals, I mean, conservatives are liberals now. I mean, yeah. When, yeah. you know, I mean, they are. And, uh, you know, the, the, the liberal has gone to the far left, but, uh, but they don't want dialogue. They don't want dialogue. And, and, and then hence, that's why everyone's a racist or a misogynist or whatever. It's, it's just a tactic they use to shut down dialogue. And it's, that's why it makes it so difficult. Well, liberals know? were the party of free speech, like, like small yeah. L liberalism, right, is, is about freedom of speech and having yeah. these dialogues and stuff like that. And then, you know, the protesters 
the the largest protest in Canadian history, the largest peaceful protest in Canadian history for sure, shows up at Parliament's doorstep and they won't engage in any dialogue with anybody. Yeah, yeah, beyond reason. Their very job. Listen to the people, (laughs) you know. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, largest peaceful protest is right. I mean, there's more violence after a friggin' hockey game. Like, it's, it's just... Well, don't yeah. you think, like, if if they believe that what they were doing was right, then, and these guys are the best smooth talkers uh, in the business, they should be able to sit down with some some hicks from, from Alberta that came over, you know, in some trucks and people from other parts of the, the nation, you know, these, these uneducated anti-vaxxer, you know, not in thinking people that they pilloried, that they could sit down and have a dialogue on TV and make their case so well. They'd be like, listen, we've got all the facts. We can out debate you because that's what we do for a job. Allegedly, is debate and, and discuss policy and stuff. They should have been able to, if their ideology was sound, they should be able to convince more people to join their cause of getting vaccinated and and supporting the mandates by engaging in a debate instead of running away from it. The fact that they ran away from it or didn't engage in it means that like maybe they didn't think that their you know their their principles were that sound or their logic was that immune to any debate or scrutiny because not platforming them just makes them bigger you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly yeah and uh you know uh like same thing with the uh like the, the non-engagement again it's one of the things i talk about with the left of course and i, I i've done videos on it um, uh, the most vaccine hesitant communities were the black and indigenous indigenous communities in Canada. And, and this whole idea that uh, when they came out and, and of course started calling everybody racist, 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 racist. And, uh, and, and that was one of the things I talked about um, was the, the, the fact that, you know, the indigenous and black communities being the most vaccine hesitant, you'd think that a government official uh, you know, all our government officials who, who you know, are constantly going on about what they're doing to serve the black and indigenous communities, it won't even, wouldn't even fucking listen to them. You know, uh, he had, you know, who do, what did Trudeau do instead of listening to any indigenous leaders of black communities? He went on a drag show. He had time to go on drag show TV, but he didn't couldn't make time to talk to, to Canadian citizens. It, it's pathetic. I I can't for the life of me. No matter what side of the political spectrum you were on, I don't understand how people aren't outraged by that, by mm-hmm. anything, by almost everything he does. It's like we're desensitized to outrage. There's just so much of it that it doesn't strike people anymore. There's no hip, sorry, no no hypocrisy. There's no there's no bridge too far. You know, you can see literally like the the crimes going on left and right, the abandonment of all of our norms, locking people down, spending their money, sending it over to Ukraine, no money for us around here. Like any yeah. of these weird little hypocr- hypocritical issues that, that, that come along and it, it's not outrageous enough. It doesn't matter the scandal. It's like the government could steal. How many billions of dollars would the liberals have to allocate to their friends for them to actually resign or be held accountable or provoke a, an election of some sort, right? Because like it wasn't so long ago that an election would be held over a minor offense. You'd be doing something like, oh, one shady business deal, and we'd 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 have a vote of non-confidence, you know. And it's like we've we've had so many we can't keep up. Like we've we literally we've become too desensitized to outrage. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand it either. Yeah. It, uh, you know, and especially, you know, with a, a, a guy like him, I, I, I even often touch in my videos, if, if you set the scandals aside, like, and I know that that's almost difficult to do, but like, or the, the no, I shouldn't say all the scandals, but the, you know, the illegalities, set the illegalities aside. <clears throat> he, he just, he doesn't behave like a man. He's not a civilized man. You know, his, 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 his people talk about blackface and they say, oh, it was 20 years ago. And I'm like, yeah, it, it was, it was 20 years ago. And it wasn't appropriate you know, 20 years ago either, though. It, no, it wasn't. And, and most of us knew that. And, but to be honest with you, I mean, okay, one time he made a mistake. I get it. Somebody talked to him about it and said, hey, you can't do that because it's offensive and this is why. But that didn't happen. He did it at least three more times. It's just, it, it's beyond me how he was not held accountable. Then you add on top of that, the sexual harassment and sexual, uh, well, assault. He groped her, the sexual assault of a reporter. Again, sometimes people do stupid shit. I, I'm, I, you know, maybe they didn't intend harm or whatever, but this guy's entire history is filled with shit like that. He's not a good person because each and every time he's never been held accountable. And for what I understand, this is the longest he's ever held a job, if and you want to call a dictatorship a, a job. Part is his entire life has, has never been held accountable for anything. And now he holds the highest office in the fucking country. It's terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> I agree. And yet they're attacking what gets me. We have Jordan Peterson coming down and they've announced that he will be here to do a speech in, in our in our area. And uh, the the hate immediately. I don't know if you caught on there, there, Blaine, but our local our Castanet news rag there, which is <laughs> being quite a bit left more that I've noticed in the last little while. But uh, yeah, our local news source internet there. Yeah, the people just saying, "Oh, what a you know misogynist, racist, blah blah blah." And I'm just like, "Would you you know why don't you do a seminar? Why don't you go out there and you know accomplish yeah. something?" That man has accomplished a lot. And has seen a lot and has lectured a lot and shit. Most people should feel beyond privileged to be able to go there and, you know, at least get some of that knowledge from from such a uh, hardworking individual. That's what that's what he's done. You know, yeah. it, it blows my mind that these privileged individuals that, you know, got a GED or, you know, a little bit of post-secondary education and, and went on to whatever fucking career feel that they that he is not educated or you know uh, did you give disrespect to your to your professor when you were in school or is this a new thing like participation role with um ribbons and and neo pronouns <laughs> no i mean you know what i i think it, it i think it's funny that you can have all these respected experts in their fields for years that are you know decorated and you know, with their degrees and everything else that suddenly become, you know, unknowledgeable nut jobs overnight because they disagree with whatever the narrative of the day is. And that doesn't matter whether it's any of the scientists speaking out against the vaccine or Jordan Peterson speaking against, you know, the, the moral corruption of our society. You know, it's just, you know, these guys have been respected for years and now all of a sudden they're the bad guys. 
I haven't heard every single word Jordan Peterson has ever said in his lifetime. I probably haven't heard uh, a thousandth of it. But most of what I hear, I agree wholeheartedly. Well, Paul, Uh, here's the thing is that you don't need to hear anything other than somebody using the term racist, misogynist, uh, any of these things. And now for us, that clues us in to be like, oh, they're lying about this guy. Because yeah. like they've ba- they've literally bastardized the words into into not having meaning anymore in, in the intended sense. Like what somebody is a racist now could literally be anybody that they decide is a racist. And so now you lose the power of that term because you when you Someone used to be labeled, peanut when, butter. When somebody used to, to label you a racist, like that's a serious offense. It's a terrible crime. It's something awful yeah. to say. Now it's bandied about so frivolously that it's a joke, right? You're like is the guy actually racist? Like odds are he's not. Like once well, in a while you'd be like, okay, there's an honest story. We'll look into it. And you'd be like, yep, okay, the guy was said some said some terrible things. He used some slurs on and on. But like for the by and large, like we're talking about, oh, you've just put us in the group. If you're not with us, then you're a terrorist. You're not with us, you're a racist. And so I'm like, oh, this guy's in our team. What's going on over here? I, I can yeah. guarantee he's not a racist. You know? Yeah. The term is the, the thing is they don't even use the term racist anymore. Now you're a white supremacist. Oh, like right. that they've yeah. so desensitized you even to the word racist that even for them, the word racist has no meaning anymore. So now you're a white supremacist. Yeah. You know, it's, it's know. ridiculous. I'm pretty sure Peterson's a bit older than Trudeau. So yeah. maybe we need to go back and see how many times he did blackface. You know, I feel like it would have come out by now. If, if Jordan Peterson did blackface, I feel like we would all know about it by now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how do they get off on saying that this is a, a bipartisan, you know, action? Well, I mean, he's he's, division he's, dis- action. he's discussed race in terms of, um, like, in terms of demographics, um, you know, Economics. like. Economics, yeah, yeah. Uh, just crime rates, prison rates, stuff like that. Like, like, arguable facts, and then he'll try and explain, like, the psychological reasons why on top of, like, the historical injustices and, like, mm-hmm. for-profit prisons and, like, all these other aspects that influence it, right? Like you look at raw data and if you see an aberrant trend, you try and explain it, right? And so like when you mentioned that like, you know, in, in like inner cities and stuff like that, like the the representative of crime happens to be in a, like a colored community. And it's not because like, you know, colored people are more evil or anything like that, but but just making that statement, even though if, if it's empirically true and you're like, well, the only criminals are those people that are caught by the state. And if the state's, you know, specifically persecuting people of color, then of course they're going to represent a higher amount of crime, right? Like all these other nuanced perspectives, like we're talking about earlier, but if you just mention a statistic or anything like that, then I think that's kind of their leaping off point for, for using the race card, at least in the Peterson situation. But like uh, the, the, you know, like the, he talks about the differences between men and women on like a temperamental level on, on you know all the different like the psychological characteristics and traits like that and so when you're describing people as different right in this age where a man is a woman and men can be pregnant and stuff like that right it, it it's 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 a counter narrative as ridiculous and now we're all laughing because they're like that's it's ridiculous right pregnant men come on and of course somebody old school like peterson or whatever is going to call it ridiculous and he's going to be like oh this is cultural marxism right and like we're taking away the role of women in society. And here's what they bring in their benefits by being different than men. And we're trying to live in this, this androgynous world where men and women are identical, that you could be a man and enter a female sporting competition and 
there's no issue there in terms of fairness because you guys are both human beings. And so it's not like you're gonna have a physical advantage being a man, even though you have different levels of testosterone and muscular density and things like that. And a penis. And a penis. Yeah. As well as, as well as a penis. Well, I mean, you're still biologically a man, even when they invert that thing, right? You can have them. I they want invert. To... Who are they? This is, this is something I don't want to get into. It's they, you them, uh, uh, Nate. That's who they is. <laughs> yeah. So there's more than one. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Right. They, them. So if, you're, if your kid comes up to you and says, dad, I identify as they, them. I want you to call me. They, them. Do you then go to your accountant and get an extra, you know, child support payment every year, every month? Or is there, you know, a child tax benefit? Is there a write-off in your taxes for that extra? Well, here's my grammatical question, Nate, is if they is an actual just is, 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 isn't a group, it's just one person, like a they, them. If they is the proper way to say it, they is cutting off that man's penis. So like if the doctor is a they, is that grammatically correct to say they is? Because well, I think there has to be more are, than one day. If, if there's they two are, days, if there's two two days, then then that's probably it's yeah. It's got to be confusing for French. Um, I just you know I, I think Elon Musk pointed it out in a tweet where he said you know it's going to be really difficult for the for the French because everything is pronounced masculine or feminine. Well, same with Spanish. Yeah. Right. This is where the whole uh, remember they used to be called Latinos. And now with the Latin X community, have you heard this? There's like like the press secretary for the states and shit. She'll be like, and the Latin X community voted in favor of Joe Biden or some whatever the hell, whatever reason she'd use to say that. It's Latin X community now, but Latinos and Latinas are like their whole language is the masculine. You add the O and the feminine. You add the E or whatever, right? Like it's the yeah, and they hate the Latinx. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would hate it too because every and every word that in Spanish that ends in a vowel with the letter X, how you'd sound like a fucking grasshopper trying to talk. Just <laughs> I wish you you'd be chewing grass quick enough. Locust, <laughs> it's the locust. That's the next big distraction, isn't it? Going to be another locust form or some shit, dude. It's going to be locust and like rapeseed oil. It'll be like a can of smoked oysters, but instead you open because we used to actually like in biology class in grade eight or whatever, we had to dissect a locust, and they came in this bucket of oil, and there was all these locusts, and you'd take them out and you'd like dissect them, and you'd label the intestines and the other organs and stuff like that, and they're the big gross. Uh, locusts sitting there in probably canola oil, I would imagine. And I'm like, it came in a bucket, but like pretty soon that's going to be our smoked oysters. You know, it'll be, that'll be the delicacy. It'll be crickets for the poors and locusts for the rich. Oh, oh no, the rich will have their caviar. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, no. the middle class <laughs> might get their locusts, but the beef yeah. and the good stuff still going to the upper, upper echelons. Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. Again, where do we where do we go from here, Paul? I don't know. You keep asking me that. Why do you think I have the answers? <laughs> I don't know. You must you must have a lot more um, people that speak French in your, your neck of the woods, though. Do you do you speak French? No, no, I don't. And I wish I did, though. I wish I did, because I'll tell you, when I was a kid growing up. <clears throat> 
All the good movies were on the French channels. Mm. And I don't even mean the adult ones. <laughs> I mean, I remember you used to scroll through television back in the days when you had 13 channels. That was it. And, uh, you know, it was always you, you'd turn on like the local, uh, you know, the local channel at, at 11 o'clock at night or something. And, uh, you know, it'd be some 1940s movie with Jimmy Stewart or something. Right. And then you'd flip through the French channel and they'd have the Terminator on, you know, <laughs> you're like, damn, it's in French, you know. But nah, no, I don't speak French. And I hate to tell you, there's not a lot of French in my area and i'm only i'm about an hour away from ottawa but not a whole lot of french but as soon as you get to ottawa and anything um uh like east of there it, it, it's all french mm. yeah did you hear uh that there was the recent they kind of released some videos of trudeau back in the day talking about how quebecers are better than all other kinds of canadians oh yeah 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 i'd never seen that before i was surprised he said it like a few times where he was like yeah, Quebecers are are the number one kind of Canadian out there, and I was like, really? That seems very tribal of you. What a big surprise! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and those are I I remember those. I I, I had seen them before. I think that I think the few of them circulated back when he first ran uh, the first oh, okay. time for prime minister or whatever. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, the man is an elitist through and through. It, it's in everything. It's just so is is he like a Quebecer in heritage because interesting story my ex-girlfriend who sucks uh her mom her mom <laughs> lives in ottawa and she's like uh she's met trudeau a few times and she says his french is just terrible like he's a terrible french speaker and that like he must rehearse for anytime he does french in like any of his campaign events because apparently he's just like an atrocious speaker of the language i, I was wondering if you had any input on that oh really no i've never heard that no not at all I, I now because again, like I don't speak French, so I don't know. But no, I've never heard anybody say that about him. But you know, he's uh, he apparently has troubles with math. Maybe he has troubles with language too. I don't know. Well, I miss the good old days though. When whenever he stopped somewhere, all he would say, like he'd be running with his hands over his head, going "ow, ow, ow, ow." I don't know what language that was, but th that was that was good newsworthy. Uh, content there i remember when the, the you guys remember that that people were pelting them with gravel gravel <laughs> yeah he was can't remember where the hell he was stopped but yeah there's a big you know i'm like oh come on he hasn't outlawed slingshots yet come on do it yeah, right I must, I must have missed that one it kind of sounds like the bill gates moment when he got hit with the the pie in the face oh yeah. you ever yeah. seen that one where bill gates gets hit and then he 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 looks so traumatized after like he was thinks he's just gotten shot and it was just pie <laughs> I can't remember where where that happened. I think it was in Ontario somewhere here, uh, where he got uh, pelted with the gravel. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was Hamilton, but this might have been Hamilton three years ago or two years ago. I don't know if it's going to be come up for sale anytime soon. But if they ever have an auction on those gravel pieces, I'd be interested to to add them to my collection. A little <laughs> <laughs> little collector's item. This this gravel struck Justin Trudeau in the head and. May 14th. Uh... Interesting, um, kind of related. I, I bought a piece of the Berlin Wall years ago. I don't know if you guys remember. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, when they tore the Berlin Wall down, my antique dealer yeah. at the time just got them in. 
And I was like, oh, you got to throw that in with this deal, right? So we got this piece of the Berlin Wall, which I then gave to a, a good buddy of mine as a as a crazy little keepsake, right? Because I hold on to enough shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're in the middle of purging right now, if you can believe it. So, yeah, downsized into the life of a band down by the river. Oh, you should see my house, man. It's empty. Uh, it's empty. I got four bedrooms here, and three of them have no furniture in them. <laughs> well, I moved to this area eh? <laughs> 15 years ago. And uh, the more shit you have, the more you have to look after. Yeah. And that's what I would like to do. I'd like to, you know, make it simple, keep it simple, upgrade as need be, but still keep the simple, you know. Um, yeah. Because if the internet goes down, I'm going to have a lot more time to be playing around outdoors and not be so cooped up in the house, surrounded by all this other shit, you know. The power goes down. I already know I can definitely make it summer or winter. I I, I have the uh, the knowledge and the uh, the resource, right? So it's tea light oh. candles and a lot of baker baker secret cookie tins, you know. Come on, man! The power would never go down. You crazed conspiracy theorist. <laughs> do you have do you do you follow many of the many of the prepper people on uh, on TikTok? You know what? I don't. I don't. I uh, I have watched a few of the videos. I do have my own garden and stuff like that. I, I don't know if I'll survive, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm barely capable. I, I sometimes wonder how I'm legally entitled to be an adult now, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Uh, but uh, I don't follow a lot of the prepper shit, but I'm not so naive to think that it's not coming. I mean, that's the thing when people talk about these 15-minute cities and, and they – and they defend it and they go, oh, you know, well, you know, it is good for the environment and it is convenient. And it, yeah, it is all those things. It can be all those things, except that they can control you. And they've, you know, demonstrated many, many a time now that they're more than happy to do so. So why would you put yourself in your own prison? Yeah, living you know? in a train car is actually better for the environment, too, if we, we put hundreds of people in each car and just yeah. ride in one straight line, which is most, you know, mostly what the trains do. That's what yeah. worries me with this, with the line, you know, when they were talking about that line, the line yeah. city that they've yeah, already, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and you know, Edmonton too makes me laugh because um, 15 minutes, so you can't get anywhere in Edmonton in 15 fucking minutes. You know, it's one bridge into the city and a completely different bridge on the way out, right? And that's the quote unquote downtown core, right? Oh, the, infra the infrastructure that they'd have to undergo just to make it happen in any any city, even our where we live, Nate, would be hilarious to just try and <laughs> like, are you literally going to put up walls or are you going to have checkpoints? Like, how are you going to enforce this? It's going to be a sticker on your vehicle that if you if you're driving in a zone that isn't your home zone, you're getting, uh, you know, a levy every, for every minute you're out there like. And it, again, all of these things are just dark. It's dark control awfulness. I, like, you won't have a vehicle, so don't worry about oh, it. Oh, right. Yeah, I just <laughs> bought, we, we took our dog out on an adventure last week, and uh, we got our dog this scout, it's called, that you put on its tag, and up to half a kilometer, you can track your fucking dog. And it was like 20 bucks. No, yeah. So, you know, and like you said, there's all this, the, the chip inside um the stickers on the cars for going to the car wash or whatever when you're on a on an account program or whatnot right so yeah yeah this well even these, uh, the apple uh airpods or or uh, there's some apple something or other they have like a little tracker device 
You can attach yep. it to your keychains. You can attach it anywhere and just find it with your phone. You're like, oh, I lost my keys. Now I can look on my phone. You're like, th they were having issues with this because people were using that to track other people because it was so affordable. You're like, I can stick this on on whoever I'm stalking's car. I can track this politician everywhere they go. Like, you know, if that if that ever gets in the hands of like purely in the government, no bueno, especially if they bring it under this kind of guise of social credit where it's like, you know, a license plate that gets scanned or, you know, a, a, a tag that gets scanned everywhere you go. Oh, it looks like you were on the highway for five hours. Looks like you with, with your, this is the other one we're really concerned about is like the purchases with your debit card or, or your credit card are monitored and, and labeled. Oh, Nate, you bought two steaks last week. No more red meat for you for the rest of the month. Yeah. You know, go back to your 15 minute city. It's like, this could go so dark in so many ways. And the chances that the government doesn't turn it dark, it's like, well, they what have what else have they touched recently that they've turned dark? I don't know the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, like the, yeah. the most basic necessities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible to me how many uh, how many people just still don't understand it. It just yeah blows my mind. Yeah, they'll be able to control uh, you know. Like you said, everything you buy, everything you, everything. I mean, tr the thing is, is it, it makes me laugh because people talk about it, and they, they again, like I, when I laughed earlier. I called you conspiracy theorist, and, and the thing is, is none of this shit's conspiracy. It, it's uh, in a lot of my videos when I talk stuff. I, I I did one where I I just did one recently where I was trying to tell these liberals that and listen, I'm right. I'm always right, and uh, and. and uh, and the part of the reason why I say that is because I never talk about anything that I don't have the evidence for myself that I haven't seen. Right. So for example, I'll give you like Trudeau and the whole NDA thing. Right. I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't seen the NDA myself, so I don't talk about it, but Trudeau himself has talked about limiting travel uh, uh, for Canadians. I mean, he, he talked about it at the, the last thing in, in uh, not the, the most recent one, but I think the one in Davos last year. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just down uh, to just... Our, Yeah, we're down to our final minute there. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, sorry. So, no, but carry on. Oh, I was just saying, and, and, and he's already talked about it. These things that they talk about with the WEF and stuff like It's the WEF guy saying it. It's not the conspiracy theorists online. They're just repeating it, make people aware because the news isn't covering it. Yeah, yeah it's funny. But We're hey, living in the only time where like they're out front, right in your face, telling you exactly what they're going to do. And nobody seems to believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great having you on the podcast, Paul. Um, hopefully we can have you back on a, a, another time again. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to come back on. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It's my first time doing something like this. So uh, yeah, if uh, any of your guys want to follow me it's things i think when i